0: You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is preached by Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Dear Britain, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. That's what Jesus says. And this is really quite wonderful. Because we, all of us, I think, tend to think of the Christian life as one of long hours of work and labor and even suffering, that that being a Christian means having an overwhelming list of to-dos, demands from God. We think of all the works and all the commands that the Scriptures put before us, and these are all true. But here, in this beautiful and comforting passage, in this text, Jesus exalts all of the works... One work above all the other works and says that there is one thing that makes the Christian. They listen to God's word. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. So this is the singular work and really it's no work at all that makes us Christians. We listen to Jesus. We hear His voice. I'm told that sheep are not particularly talented animals, <laughs> that they're not very distinguished, but that the one thing that they do, the one thing that sets them apart, is their hearing. And apparently, it's not that they can hear really quiet sounds or real high pitches like dogs or rabbits or something, but that sheep have discerning ears. They, they can tell the difference between the voice of their shepherd And the voice of someone else. One of the ways that the people would look after the sheep in the Middle East, and this is really the picture that's behind the text in John chapter 10, is that they would have in the city a big uh, pin for all of the sheep, where they'd keep them at night. And all the shepherds would bring their flocks into this kind of holding pin, For the night and they could go home and rest and there would be a night watchman who would sit there at the gate and make sure that no one came and took the sheep and then when morning came the shepherds would come and they'd stand in the middle of of all of these flocks of sheep and they'd and they'd call them out by name and the sheep would hear their shepherd in the midst of all of the other shepherds and would be gathered to them and would follow them out and they'd take them out into the sticks so that they could eat and You know, do the things that sheep do all day, that kind of thing. Now, can you imagine the picture? Thousands of sheep all in one place and, and dozens of shepherds all there shouting for their sheep. And these sheep, in the midst of all of this, could hear the voice of their shepherd and could come to them. That's the picture. And it's the picture of us. I mean, we're there in the pin of the world and there are all these shouting voices, shouting for our attention, the false gods that want us to follow them, the idols that want our fear and our love and our trust. And there is Jesus standing in the middle of it all, the Good Shepherd, and He's calling us. And we hear His voice. And we follow Him. Now, hearing the voice of Jesus is not some sort of secret mystical thing, like if we could be quiet enough, we hear the voice of Jesus talking to us in our hearts. I think a lot of Christianity in America, in our day, has this practice and this expectation that that each of us should hear inside of us, individually, the voice of God in our hearts. This is not what Jesus is talking about. We hear the voice outside of us, We hear the voice of Jesus in His Word. Britain, that was the voice of Jesus, baptizing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, adopting you into His family, putting His name on you, forgiving your sins and giving you eternal life. The Good Shepherd might use the mouth and the hands of His pastors, under-shepherds, but it is His voice, His gifts, His Word, His work, His doing. And you hear the voice of Jesus in the Scriptures when you read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them. You hear the voice of Jesus in the preaching of the Gospel. It's Jesus who says, this is my body, and this is my blood, given, poured out, shed for you. It's Jesus who blesses, Jesus who absolves, Jesus who forgives, Jesus who calls, gathers, enlightens, sanctifies, promises, and gives gifts. Faith comes by hearing, St. Paul teaches us. And hearing by the Word of God. Now, if it is true that we hear the voice and the kindness of Jesus in the Word, then we do well to ask the question, what sin are we talking about on the other side of it? How would the devil come along and tempt us away from this? And the answer is simple. It's the third commandment. Despising God's Word. Remember what the third commandment is? Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy? What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching and His Word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. So we sin against hearing the voice of our Good Shepherd, Jesus, when we don't come to church. Think of it. When being a Christian means listening to the voice of Jesus, then being here or in a place where the Word is preached is being a Christian. And not being where the Word is preached is is acting like you're not a Christian. Now, of course, the trouble with this sermon is that you're here. (laughs) The people who need to hear it aren't here. But when you see the people who should be next to you, sitting by you in the pews, listening to the Lord's Word, who are being assaulted by the cares and concerns of this life and are neglecting the one thing needful, then you can help them by warning them and encouraging them and bringing them with you to hear the voice of Jesus. And also that you know this, that the temptation to skip church, the temptation to neglect the Lord's Word will come to each one of us. Some of you are getting ready to Uh, graduate this year, next year, in the next few years, and move away from home. And the temptation then will come with a great deal of fervor to skip church, to be busy and focused on other things. Remember how Jesus tells it in the parable of the sower, how the word goes forth and it's growing, but then the weeds come up around it and the cares and pleasures of this life choke out the word. Or the devil came and snatched it up like a bird eating the seed. Or the troubles of this world caused the word of God to wither. Whatever it is, the devil wants to choke out your hearing of his word. And it makes sense to us, doesn't it? I mean, if hearing the voice of Jesus is the thing that makes us Christians, the thing that gives us life and life eternal, if hearing the Word and believing the promises is what forgives our sins and rescues us from, from the devil and from hell, then hearing God's Word is exactly where the devil will attack. It's where he focuses his attention. And it's where the assaults for us will be the fiercest. So the temptation will come to each one of us. I imagine sooner rather than later. I don't need to be in church this morning. It's too cold. Or it's too hot. (laughs) I've got a lot of other stuff to do. I'm busy. or You know, whatever. Remember, in the midst of that temptation, what Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. It should be the norm and expectation of every Christian that they are in church to hear the Lord's Word every Sunday, unless Jesus has other plans, (laughs) unless He calls you to heaven, or, put you on the sick bed or whatever it is. But but remember this, the third commandment is more than about going to church to hear the preaching of law and gospel. It doesn't say, we should fear and love God so that we should not miss church. Remember what it says, we should fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching and His word, but gladly hear and learn it. This is my favorite thing to teach the confirmands. You don't just have to go to church, you have to like going to church, <laughs> You don't have to just listen to the sermon; you have to like it. <laughs> I mean, that's what it says: gladly hear and learn it. Do you see how the third commandment is it driving us, like, uh, like bitter, worn-out sheep, out into the wilderness against our will? The third commandment is holding the Lord's word before us as the object of our delight, of that thing which we love the most. The, pi- the picture for it is in the, in the Old Testament prophets, where it says, and they went out like calves leaping from the stall. So we wake up on Sunday morning and we burst out of bed and start running towards church, you see, that's the thing. Now, the danger here for all of us, and not just for the hearers, but also for the preachers of the Word, is the danger especially of becoming bored with the Scriptures. And we find other words to be more exciting, more riveting, or whatever. And God's Word seems to us cold, or lifeless, or old hat. The young people think, oh, the Scriptures, that's for the old people. And the old people think, oh, uh, I've learned and heard all this before since I was a kid. I don't need to study and pay attention to it. Do you know this? That there is a fight for your attention. There's always a screen flashing or music playing or something dazzling happening over here or over there. All of it to pull us away from the Lord's Word. Which is nothing other than an attack on the voice of our Good Shepherd. I think it's an amazing thing that if the Lord had set some sort of arduous task before us to climb some sort of mountain in India or to achieve some sort of great feat of courage and skill that we would probably set to it with all of our might. But the Lord has given us something so simple, simply to hear, to hear His Word and to believe it and to rejoice in the voice of our Good Shepherd, His kind and tender voice but we don't. You don't, I don't. We do not delight in the preaching of the Lord's Word like we should, which leaves only one thing for us to do this morning, and that is to repent. To repent of our boredom with God's Word, to repent of our neglect of the Lord's Word, To repent of our despising of His Word. To repent and to listen. To hear the voice of Jesus. Because He has a surprise for you. Something delightful. Jesus has told you in the Scriptures that He is your shepherd and that you are the people of His pasture. He has told you that he leads you out where you can find pasture green waters green wait green grass and still waters let's get that straight He's shown you his rod and his staff which protect you and defend you He has even told you that when you wander from the flock, He will come looking for you, leaving the ninety-nine in the wilderness, and that when He finds you, He will lift you up and put you on His shoulder and take you home and throw a party, rejoicing and delighting in you. But there is something even more than all of this, something about this shepherd that is beyond all other shepherds. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep. I mean, can you imagine it? By all accounts, the Lord should hand us over to death, give us to the executioner, to the sheep slaughterer, to the eternity of torment. But instead, instead, he gives himself to death, even death on the cross you so that you might live forever with him look your good shepherd is the lamb of god who takes away the sin of the world he loves you so much that he bleeds and he dies for you and in this bleeding and dying he washes away all your sins he has mercy on you he forgives you he speaks tenderly to you he calls you into his flock and he keeps you there forever He has not a word of judgment for you, but a word of kindness so that his name is, his voice is sweet on your ears as he calls your name. My sheep, says your Jesus, hear my voice. And that voice of his speaks of his death and his resurrection. His voice is full of compassion and gentleness and freedom and hope. So that we delight in hearing his voice because his voice, the voice of Jesus, is our life. And it is our hope. And it is our comfort and it is our peace. So this morning, dear saints, dear sheep of the Good Shepherd, delight in hearing his kindness because his words for you are forgiveness and salvation. He says to you, I love you and I delight in you and I forgive you. He says, I'm preparing a place for you so that where I am, you can be forever. He says, I know you. I know everything about you. I planned your salvation before the beginning of the world. And I will see to it. I am the one who has gone through death to life eternal. And I have gone through this for you. So that you can go through death to life eternal with me. And he says to you, whatever it is that you think stands between you and my love, I've taken care of it. I've suffered it all. I've made a way. I've won the victory so that my life can be your life and your life will be with me. This is the voice of your good shepherd. And his sheep hear it and delight in it. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope.